Another episode of Anabolic Activities. Mark made a good point a while back of being open with my past, kind of talking about who I am, where I came from, how I got to this position where I'm at super training, I'm lifting, I'm bodybuilding, I have a podcast with Mark, all that good stuff. So I figured we'll just do it this week. Um, you guys might not care, but hopefully one day you do. Um, so yeah, we'll just get right into baseball. I was a baseball player um, for my whole entire life since I was like seven. Uh, my dad, my family, I come from a baseball background. My grandpa uh, played baseball, football, and rugby at Stanford. Uh, my dad played at the same high school as me and got drafted as a pitcher. So I'm definitely familiar. My little brother plays baseball. Just got a full ride to Davis. Shout out to him. Uh, so everybody in my family played baseball. So I am the odd man out, which I'll get to that and why it was difficult for me to transition into lifting. So started playing baseball whole entire life, you know, did the whole travel ball all-star thing, um, you know, got into high school. I was a shortstop, um, and then I transitioned into outfield. I don't know. I think it's just because I maybe gained a little bit of weight, and maybe I just sucked. I don't really know. But, yeah, I got into training when I was about 12. I would say 12, I got my first little weight set. And that's also when I met my hitting coach, Andy Lopez, who really introduced me to lifting. I remember I saw him, he had a big ass chest and he was yoked and I was like, that's what I wanna look like. So, and he hit bombs. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's definitely what I wanna look like. So he kind of showed me, um, Weights. We I would I would go hit with him um, at his facility, and he would have weights. He showed me some deadlifts. That's when I my first lift was the first lift I fell in love with was a deadlift. Um, I felt like I was super explosive. It always came easy, so I would just load the bar up and lift. But he also showed me um, other things like you know just agility stuff, footwork, how to have some rhythm, um, some hang clean, some Olympic style lifting, which. I'm, I definitely might pick up later down the road because I definitely enjoyed it. But yeah, he kind of showed me that. He showed me how to eat as well, which I think is super important. I could get into that. He showed me how to eat a lot, what to eat, and yeah, how to just use weights to my advantage, whether it's for my sport or to get big or just to look better or be healthy. So from 12 all the way until now, I've been basically bodybuilding training because I've been studying different styles of training, different styles of diet. I've done keto, carnivore, um, carb cycling, vertical diet, all from high school till now. Same with training, Olympic style training, powerlifting, bodybuilding, strongman, um, a bunch, maybe some CrossFit type stuff. Um, and I have a stack of binders this big in my room of all the stuff that I've kind of studied or researched. Uh, so I've, I'm definitely just passionate about any type of exercise or diet or anything that can uh, 
give you result and, and results and just make you improve. Just just any type of improvement is what I'm attracted to. Yeah, first weight set I got was 12. Uh, it was just like a cheap ass weight set. It, it, I don't even think it had 45 plates. It had like the cement, like the plastic hardcover with the cement inside and like a bent bar. The bar was like this skinny. Um, and I would just do everything I was seeing on the internet, everything I would research, just kind of like some Arnold workouts, like super high volume, um, did that. Even when I would go to my baseball workouts, I would still come home and do like fucking 10 sets of bicep curls. I was super obsessed with arms. I would hit arms like every day, which I don't know why my arms aren't big, so that didn't really work out for me, but it is what it is. But yeah, I was definitely, I had a passion for my sport and then I had a separate passion for training in my own, in my own way. A struggle that I had with me being passionate about bodybuilding training, strength training, and then baseball is at some point they don't really mix with each other. Like um, I would say, just like people talk about jujitsu, Getting to a certain level of strength is beneficial, but then anything past that is going to kind of take away from your main priority, which is the sport. But I was too stubborn, and I fell in love with training almost, well, yeah, more than I did with baseball. So I wasn't going to let anybody kind of tell me I can't be in the gym, even though that's basically what it came down to, was um, they, my coaches really tried to push me into the like sport specific training which makes sense um but i just it never clicked with me i didn't find i wasn't happy i would dread every day going to you know the baseball workouts because they'd only let me stick to a certain amount of weight on the deadlift they wouldn't let me go heavier um just i didn't feel like i was pushing myself like i wanted to like i knew i could uh which is fine because looking back it, it I should, that's what I should have been doing. I would recommend anybody train specifically for their sport and not just fuck off and do whatever they want. So yeah, um, balancing those two probably was not the most optimal. Well, I know it wasn't because I should have been training like a baseball player. Um, I never got injured though. Nothing ever happened, I just got bigger. And, you know, my coaches didn't really like the fact that I was so obsessed with getting bigger and stronger because uh, I did take it to a little bit of a, an extreme. Like after all day of maybe like I would still go do my own workout after I did the baseball workout. So I'd condition at practice and then I'd go to uh, like an hour, two hours of baseball style lifting. And then I would go do my own bodybuilding workout because in my head I was like, I still have to make progress um, to look like I want to, how I want to look. And doing those style of workouts is not going to get me looking jacked. And that means a lot to me in my confidence. So as I would get bigger and stronger, I got moved around. Um, I would say I was probably a better outfielder than I was a shortstop anyways. So I liked that. And I felt like maybe, you know, you don't really see too many jacked shortstops. So I took it as a compliment. I was like, I like this. You know, I feel like that was a good transition for me. Um, but moving, backtracking a little bit, 
going back to the school side side of things, I my sophomore year um, got a scholarship and committed to San Jose State as a shortstop, right? And then that didn't work out, and then I got moved to outfield. And then, you know, talking to schools a little bit back and forth, that whole deal. But I really struggled with school. So uh, that was always a challenge for me. I, I hated going to school. I couldn't focus. I have ADHD, but I didn't know it at the time. So I was just always complaining about not being focused. I can't focus. Like, I, I literally just cannot focus. Definitely was one of the main reasons why... I got one turned off from going to play baseball longer because I knew I would have to do school for that much longer. And my grades weren't good. So it's like all the opportunities I had or potentially was, you know, could have had or talking to other schools and stuff, I just got basically checked off because, I mean, who wouldn't? see somebody like me and be like this kid does not try in school so why would we want him at in our program which makes sense but it wasn't necessarily that I was trying that I just gave up it was just again I couldn't focus and I've I tried to do a lot of different things um, to fix that but it just you know it just didn't work out for me school is just not my thing uh, so yeah I mean that was definitely a reason why I lost some good opportunities, some good chances to uh, move on with the sport and see where I fall. But yeah, that was that. And then after high school, ended up going to a JUCO. And then from there, I was, there were really good JUCO. So from there, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go here for a year, and I'm going to bounce to somewhere else, a good school, and then see what I can do after that. Um, and then I ended up breaking my hand right here. I broke my hamate bone. I think that's what it's called, swinging. And I tried to play on it for a couple months. I was, like, duct taping it to a point where it was, like, this thick, um, and then I just, I remember the exact day I just told my coach, I was like, I fucking, I can't, like, I think my hand's broken or something. And then I went to the doctors, went to Kaiser, um, and they took three separate appointments to give me an MRI. And then they gave me an ultrasound, said nothing's wrong, put me in a cast though. And then they, they basically just wasted a bunch of my fucking time, um, when I should have just got the surgery, it would have been over in about two, three weeks. And I would have been back to playing, but they wanted to make it. They wanted to just stretch it out, and they didn't want to listen. So, yeah. But during that time, I started to love lifting even more because I had nothing to turn to because I'm at baseball all day. I'm hitting. I'm, I'm doing things. And when that was taken away from me, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. I was just lost. I had no idea what to do. I was kind of depressed. Um, I felt like I was letting a lot of people down, including myself. Um, but yeah, I just started going to the gym. I got a gym membership out there. I would go to the school gym. Uh, I would still find ways. I had a cast, but I would still find ways. I'd use like cuffs to do lateral raises, to do rows, to do everything. Obviously, I could train legs still. 
but yeah, I just worked around that, and I would say the one thing keeping me together was the gym at that point, because um, I couldn't go play, I couldn't practice, I couldn't do anything, so the gym was definitely helping my mental health. It helped me a lot during that time and kept me mentally sane um, because I was a little bit down and stressed out as far as what am I gonna do? How long is this gonna take? It already took way too long than it should have. So yeah, fell in love with the gym and then I, I just kinda kept going that direction after that. I never really, I mean, I knew that everybody was on my ass like my coaches and everybody was like, you need to come back, when are you coming back? Honestly, I definitely milked that injury. Once I figured out, I don't, I, like I was in my head, I was like, ooh, I don't, I don't know if I wanna go back to baseball. Like I don't know if I wanna go back and do this for another three, four years. I don't know, I might just wanna pursue something else that I'm passionate about, like the gym. I didn't know what that meant at the time, um, but I was confident in if I put all my energy into that, something good will come out of it. Um, whether it's a following or just an opportunity or whatever it is, connections, whatever. I was confident that if I just showcase what I can do in the gym, pursue that, something will come out of that. Um, and I was kind of already checked out of baseball, like I said. So my brain works with once I'm thinking something, like I have to do it. It's just already a done deal. So the second I started second-guessing baseball, I was already checked out. I decided, you know, I got my surgery, whatever. I decided, well, I didn't voice it yet. I didn't tell my parents yet. I, that was, I'll get into that right now. That was super difficult, is explaining to everybody because everybody around me, some of them weren't just there for baseball, but everybody around me in my whole life, I was the baseball guy. And I was known for being a baseball player, so that was like my whole identity. And when I realized that, that I was done with it, I was super nervous and scared and lost as far as like, how am I going to tell people this? They're going to be upset. They're going to be confused. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of in a tough spot. It took me a while to even get there. So I was at that school longer than I really wanted to be because I was just stressed out about how am I going to tell this to people? Like, when am, when is today going to be the day? I wanted to stop, but I just didn't know, like, when am I going to grab my nets and just be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not coming back. And it was actually um, during COVID. So luckily for me, COVID hit. We all had to go back home. And then that's really when I was like, yeah, this is, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm having too much fun lifting and training and doing my own thing. Um, having control of my schedule a little bit more. And so, yeah, I just called my coach, and then I told him I'm done. But leading up to that, it was definitely difficult. Um, everybody around me was confused. I felt like I let everybody down because my parents put so much time and money into me getting up to where I was at, which was school. You know, I know they would appreciate it if I got – if I would have had good grades and went to the school I was supposed to or, you know, transitioned out of that JUCO and went to an even better school. But I was just done, so my mind was made up. Uh, but I definitely went to some friends first and was like, I don't think this is for me. 
I talked about it. I really, really sat there and was like, is this what I want to do? And I was still confused. I wasn't super confident. Um, I kept going back and forth, but yeah, I told my parents and it was hard and they were confused and everybody around me was confused because they were like, why would you, you you've done this your whole life. Um, this is just what you do now. You can be successful at this. You can go to school, who knows what after that and just, yeah, you can really have a career out of this out of this sport you've worked so hard to, um, or out of this sport you worked so hard your whole life for. And to me, I was just, I was kind of, I wasn't depressed, but I definitely felt a ton of anxiety. Like that whole year was anxiety because you got to think I'm also in my hometown where they all know me for the same thing too. So when everybody hears that I'm done, I quit playing baseball, it's like, it's tough because I don't want to feel like I quit anything, but I got to do what's right for me. And it was, I definitely felt like a fucking loser for a, a long time, a long time. Um, but again, in deep down in my head, I was confident that if I just put my head down and work, the decision I made at some point will pay off and, you know, I feel like a lot of people were looking at me, including maybe coaches, and like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're going to quit baseball to go to the gym? Um, and I felt, yeah, I felt a lot of that. Even from the people, some of the people my age around me, they are just like looked at me like, this dude's, what the fuck is this dude on? Like, what is he doing? Um, so yeah, I definitely felt like a fuck up for a long time. But... After that, it was about maybe, I don't know, maybe close to a year, I went to my little brother's baseball game, which Casey, who's my boss, he was there, he was talking to me about, you know, what he does, about super training, and I was a fan of super training, and Mark, and everybody here, and I always wanted to come here, but I had no idea he was a, he was a part of this. Um, and then he mentioned it and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yes, I want to come. And he was like, whenever you want to come to the gym, just let me know. I'll show you around. If you want a job, you can, you know, start working in the warehouse or something. And I was like, hmm, okay. So I sat on that for about maybe like four, four or five months. And I just kind of did my thing. And then once I was really confused and I was like I really have no I don't know what direction I'm going I remembered Casey telling me like if you ever want to come here just let me know so I hit him up he said of course he showed me around the gym and he was like yeah you could come start working in the warehouse and I was like if I can be here every day to me it might not seem like an opportunity to some people but for what I wanted to do with the gym and Mark and meeting all these people, connecting, building relationships. I was like, that's a direct shop for good opportunities for what I want to do. So took it, been working here since. And yeah, from there, it still didn't, it's still, it's not like I came here and they just absolutely loved me. And they, you know, we started a podcast and we did all these things. I mean, shit 
19, 20, 21. I would say right before I turned 22 is when a lot of this stuff started happening. Where They always gave me opportunity. They were always nice. But I just mean regarding the podcast, the content, you know, being more involved with the company. That came a little bit later. But, yeah, so... I don't know. I got here and I just started training my ass off. I started, I was here all day. I was working and then I'd go over to the gym because it's in the same building. And I just put my head down and I started powerlifting, actually. Um, I just walked up to Smokey. You guys might not know who Smokey is, but you should. He's a super training OG. And he just told me I was doing a meet. I had no idea how to powerlift or anything. Did a, I did two or three meets, did pretty good I would say. So the powerlifting helped me a lot. Uh, kind of Smokey just kind of threw me in the fire and was like this is what you're gonna do um, and it definitely that was probably one of the best things that have happened to me um, because looking back I was too shy. I got to this gym and I like hid in the corner. I didn't want to talk to anybody um, and he just came up to me and was like this is what you're doing. And I feel like I needed that guidance and direction at the time because I was super lost. I was still dealing with a lot of uh, mental things because again, I felt like everybody was looking at me like a fuck up. Um, and I didn't like that. So I would always go to lifting as an outlet, as kind of a therapeutic type of thing. And I could just zone out and I knew I was decent at it so I just that lifting's helped me tremendously with depression anxiety all of that good stuff but yeah Smokey kind of telling me this is what you're gonna do for the next however many months which I ended up doing it for like a year and a half uh helped me a ton because I would just focus on the meat prep I'd focus on getting stronger um and yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, it was definitely a grind. Like, I was working a warehouse job, and I lived 30 minutes away, and I went from playing baseball and having all these, um, talking about all these good opportunities, always having, you know, a ton of people around me who have interested in the same thing. It, definitely more of a, a team thing, but when I got to super training also, it brought out a lot of my personality. I overcame a lot of anxiety because I was super shy. Even in baseball, I was pretty, I was pretty shy uh, because I didn't, at one point, I didn't really truly feel happy with what I was doing. So I kind of just shut off. Um, but yeah, lost, I didn't lose a lot of people, but I wasn't around as many people and I purposely isolated myself during that time because I just felt weird. I felt like, damn, people are looking at me like, oh, you were this baseball player and now you just went to working a regular nine to five and you're just in the gym. They're like, what are you gonna get out of the gym? Even though I was trying to isolate myself, coming here forced me to not do that as much because there's also like a team aspect to it because there's a bunch of people that come here and a bunch of people that also like the same thing. So that was super refreshing for me was 
feeling lost, like everybody was kind of against, you know, going to the gym and just the decision I made, they weren't too confident with, which is understandable. But when I came here, everybody embraced lifting. Everybody was super supportive. They wanted me to push myself. Like lifting here was okay. Not to say that it wasn't with baseball, but just the, the how extreme I wanted to be with it wasn't really supported by, you know, a baseball environment because injury and just takes away from the sport, like I said. But yeah, when I got here, it just felt like everybody pushed me to be better. And Smokey also helped me a ton. He he was my coach basically for the two years I did powerlifting. He showed me all the technique, how to do everything. And then once that kind of, you know, that was like a year and a half, two years, and then I got into bodybuilding because everybody was telling me, oh, you have good genetics. Um, you have a good physique naturally. You should try bodybuilding. Just give it a try. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I got into that. And that was around 1920. And I remember when I wanted to start my, I wanted to start my prep. And obviously I'm open about using gear. So I started taking testosterone, which I'm just going to get that out there now, um, which to me wasn't the best idea. I was, again, I'm just an extreme person. That doesn't mean I'm taking extreme doses, but I just, it made sense for me. I wanted to try it. I've been researching it since I was 15, and... I'm like, yeah, I want to try a little bit of testosterone. It wasn't a crazy dose. I think it was like 300 milligrams um, for, what, 10, 12 weeks of the prep. But tried that, and I was dealing with some outside things, some outside stress, you know, maybe relationship stuff, just different types of, you know, things that I probably – should have cut out during the prep, but I was, I just didn't, I didn't know any better. So I just dove right into a prep, didn't give myself enough time coming off of powerlifting to do a true bodybuilding off season. So I was left in the middle of a prep feeling small. I'm like, I'm taking testosterone. Why do I feel small? I don't feel like anything's changed. And, you know, I ended up backing out of that prep, which again, put me right back to it added to all the stuff I just was dealing with with baseball was like damn you just started a bodybuilding prep and you just quit again just like you quit baseball so I would hear that a lot I would hear you know oh you just quit everything stuff like that I've heard that from a certain individual but yeah that that really messed me up because now I felt like I failed everybody here because everybody here was also super supportive. Like, you're going to kill this prep. You're going to do amazing. We support you. Anything you need, we got you. And then having to tell everybody, yeah, I, I stopped prepping. I'm not doing the show anymore was depressing. So that took a whole nother year. So I stopped doing that. People definitely were disappointed in me. Um, because there's a lot of hype going into that show. It was my first show. Um, but, you know, I got over that. I took a couple steps back. I did a true bodybuilding off-season. I came off of testosterone, just ate a bunch of food, 
got up to like 240, and then did my prep the following year. So it took a minute before I even got really, in my opinion, any type of recognition or opportunity like, like I'm getting now because I had no reason to. I still haven't done shit. I just got very lucky and I'm grateful to have the opportunities I do right now. But I still, I didn't do shit. I quit two sports within a year and a half, two years. So after that off season, I told myself I'm not going to prep until I'm absolutely ready, until mentally, physically, everything is checked off. I took that time. I didn't like it. I wasn't too, pa- I'm not a patient type of person with things that I just want to go do. But I forced myself to be patient. And then when the time was right, I started a prep more like it was like 20 to 21 weeks. It was a long prep. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I feel like I killed it. I got super lean. I didn't have to do anything crazy. I didn't take any diuretics, didn't take any crazy drugs. I just relied on what I knew I did in my off season, which was food and training intensity. And I feel like I did amazing. I won my show. I had tons of confidence. And all of that, the year before that, was depressing. You know, nobody was really, I didn't have any hype. I didn't have, you know, people would tell me, like, in SEMA and Mark were like, oh, you look great, blah, blah, blah. But nobody was really paying attention to what I was doing in the gym. Nobody was asking me questions about what I'm doing. Nobody was really that interested because, again, I wasn't doing anything. I really, there was no reason to come to me for anything. Um, But the year after, everything flipped. I started to get, you know, people were super interested. People were on my team. Not to say that they weren't, but just more so now because they saw me quit the prep. Now I'm coming back to a prep and I'm determined I'm going to push through this. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do this. So I did it. It went amazing. You know, I got a bunch of different opportunities. I was on the podcast. I got to do more things on social media. I was posting a lot more. I was more confident with my body. And yeah, I I would just say taking the time, taking a couple losses, I would say, uh, definitely taught me um, a good lesson on how to just be patient and put your head down and work. Because again, I was here just working in a warehouse and training. I wasn't, there, there was nothing else going on for me. Like, I was just working nine to five, getting off, going straight to the gym, going home, sleeping, doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And nothing really came from that um, besides being able to observe and learn and meet guests maybe, but still nothing came from that. So not until I did something and figured it out and was successful, that's when things started to come easier and come my way and get more eyes on me and just more more of a chance to showcase what I'm confident in and what I've been working on the last two years. So yeah, that really flipped everything. From that prep on, everything just completely flipped. And then, you know, everybody start, I started getting DMs from people that, you know, I heard were shit talking, which doesn't matter. I, I literally don't care. But a lot of the people that weren't confident in me when I first made this decision to stop playing baseball 
all of a sudden started coming around and were super supportive and were on board with me and asking me questions. So that's when I knew I was doing something right was when I was, I'm like, okay, I watched these people kind of uh, not hate, but I watched these people just kind of doubt me. And now I did something cool, which is still just a local bodybuilding show, but I still, you know, got closer with Mark, got closer with Encima, got closer with everybody here, was on social media more, was putting more of my opinion out on my platform. So, yeah, I just feel like that skyrocketed my confidence into pushing, leaning into that more. Like, all right, this is, I'm seeing some 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 positive feedback from doing this, so I'm going to fucking lean into it and see how much I could get out of it and see if I can leverage myself and eventually have a platform, make money, do cool shit, which I would say I'm doing now, not the platform thing. You know, I don't have a huge platform, but we're in the right, we're taking the right steps to get there. So, and I would never have been here if I didn't put my head down and not be so stubborn because if I, if I, after I quit, if I, I could have just, I was ready to just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was depressed as shit. I was like, I don't know. I can't fucking commit to anything. I can't pull through with anything. Um, I, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't feel like I'm good at anything. Um, so yeah, just having to kind of eat shit for a little bit and just be okay with this is not where I want to be, but I know if I take the time in order to flip this and you know be more stable and really commit when it's a better time or a healthier time for me to do so and put all my eggs into this basket, then I'm going to, and it, it definitely paid off. So I would say the lesson I learned was patience, not just, you know, you take a loss and you try to get back up and immediately go right back to how you lost or how you got knocked down. That's what I would do a lot. I would just keep fucking headbutting the wall and I would get absolutely nowhere. And then it took me headbutting the wall, getting knocked the fuck out, and then being like, all right, I'm not going to headbutt this wall as much anymore. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to ice my head. And I'm going to come back in a year. And I'm going to break the wall with my head. And that's what I felt like I did. So I, I was always confident in at least I'm doing what I love. And I know if I continue to do that and progress, something is going to come out of it. Which is hard to explain to somebody like parents or people around you. Because not all of them understand like, oh... Nowadays, being good at something in the gym, you can have a career off of or you can have a podcast and uh, it could take off and do really good and you can, make, you can make a steady income out of all these things. So it's hard, you know, talking to parents who are more traditional. I'm not saying my parents, I'm saying other people too who are more traditional in the way of go to school, you know, study something, go to your job get a career, whatever, and just work your whole life, which is cool. But for me, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I love. And even if I fucking fail, I'm still going to, I'm not going to go back to doing something uh, just because it works. Because I feel like a lot of people just do school and do the whole college and career thing just because it works. I shouldn't say career because it's going to, I'm going to have a career in this, but you get what I'm saying. The, the, 
original or traditional way of just school, getting a job and running that to the ground, getting a family, doing that. I don't want to do that, but I understand why people do it because it works. It's always worked. Um, but I just, that's just not for me. So even if I fail at this, it's still better in my opinion than going to do that, which I know I'm going to hate. So yeah, I would just say if you're in between on two decisions, two routes you want to take, this is just my advice. You don't have to take it. It could fucking not work. Who knows? But at least in my opinion, if Usually when you're juggling those two things, you really know what you want to do. You're just scared. So that's where I was at. I knew I wanted to quit baseball and take this route. I was just scared because I was scared of what happened the first two years, which was not shit. I didn't make any really progress. I learned. I would say I made progress because I learned from those losses I took, but it just, I was scared of failing, really, which sounds corny because everybody says it on Instagram and makes these weird-ass videos, motivation, but I'm not trying to be motivational here. I'm just trying to say, usually you know the answer. Go with your gut, go with what you know you're gonna love, and ride that till the wheels fall off, because if not, you're gonna take the other route, and you're gonna be unhappy, and you know, you're just gonna be miserable, and you're gonna fake it to yourself, like, oh, I'm so happy, but deep down inside, you know, man, if I was 20, or when at whatever age it is, I should have I should have took that risk and I probably could have been where I want to be and actually be happy. But you chose to take the safe route and just settle for, you know, less in my opinion. Really, it's just, yeah, strike when the iron's hot. When you know, when you feel confident enough to take that risk, just do it. Don't even think twice about it. Just do it. Put your head down and... I feel like if you take that route, the only you're only going to learn. At the very least, you're going to learn something. Because if you fuck up, at least you can take that and be like, okay, this is how I fucked up. This is what I'm not going to do. You'll learn what not to do. Um, but yeah, even then, even you know, after that, I ran into some, some depression because I almost left here. I almost completely just stopped coming here and just quit everything because... Everybody kept telling me, you know, oh, do social media. You're going to blow up. You're going to do all this cool shit. Like, you got the physique. You, you, you know, you could do a bunch of, you could do a bunch of stuff. Um, just get out there more. But I didn't know. I was told that since I came here, and I didn't understand what that meant because I'm like, I don't have a cameraman. I don't, I'm not good with Instagram. I'm, I'm an introvert at heart. I don't, before I started training, I didn't post anything. Um... So it was definitely difficult. So the post-show depression, the post-show blues hit, and I wasn't prepared for that at all. So I ran, I hit the same wall that I hit for the last two years. Um, and it was pretty hard because I'm like, all right, I was on this high. You guys know if you've done a prep for anything, powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, even jujitsu, whatever it is that is going to require like a process and the build up to that end goal is amazing. You're on such a high that whole time and everybody gives you attention. Everybody's on board. Everybody's supporting, rooting for you. And then when that's over, it's like, where did, where's all this? It's gone. It's gone. It's literally gone. I just felt like 
it was all gone and I, I was confused and I was talking to Casey and I was like, dude, I, I literally wanted to cry. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like everybody keeps telling me to do social media and I, I don't know what that means. I know I have opportunity at this gym in this environment, but I don't know necessarily how to take that. I'm not going to ever ask for that. Um, you know, I'm never, I'll, I'll never be somebody to go, like I'm never going to ask Mark like, hey, can you do this video with me? Or in SEMA, like can, can you post me or, or anything like that. So I was just talking to Casey like, dude, I'm, I'm, I am down bad. I feel like I have hit yet another wall that I don't know how to get over. And, you know, he just told me, he backtracked me and was like, you shouldn't leave. You know, I think you should keep doing what you're doing. I think you're right where you should be. And I think if you just do what you're good at and do what you know, something is going to come out of this. Like, I, he, he was like, I promise, just keep doing what you're doing. There's no need to leave. That's going to be super impulsive and you, you're going to regret it. And so at the time, I was like, yeah, I mean, everybody fucking tells me that. I didn't really... I believed them, but at the same time, I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what these, I don't know where these opportunities are. I don't know when they're going to come. And I don't want to be here for like two years just spinning my wheels and just, you know, go back to what I was doing, which is just work and work out. And that's it. Because I didn't, I don't like feeling like I'm stagnant, making no progress. So, yeah, he basically told me not to leave. And I was like, all right, I guess, and I did it, and then that same week, Wyatt Films, who's behind the camera, hit me up, who had been working in the store a little bit, but I, I don't remember meeting him at all, uh, I didn't know him, but he hit me up on Instagram, like, it might have been like two days after that, and was like, hey, um, I'm getting more familiar with the camera, I just want to, I'll film you for free, whatever and I was like okay that's cool let's fuck yeah I, I need somebody to help me with social media and make edits and reels and stuff so I was like yeah let's let's do that so he started doing that for free and it was sick we just kind of hit it off and then he was making edits for me I was posting him it wasn't anything crazy but it definitely gave me a little bit of hope as far as like okay maybe this could be something and then we started going back and forth on like um, what the Instagram account name should be because we made an Instagram where the focus was like, all right, we're going to put you out there. We're going to all the things that you're doing that you want to get out there and you feel like you're suppressing, or you're just confused. So you don't put it out there and you just hide. We're just going to put it out there and see what happens. And so we did. And then it felt like a month after that, Mark saw that took a liking to the name Anabolic Activities, took a liking to me and Wyatt and what we were doing. And from there, he was just like super interested. He wanted to start a podcast. And then we talked to Nsema and Andrew about being on the Power Project. And then that just took off in a matter of, it felt like a couple months. So I was mind blown. I still am because to me, that's like, I looked up to these people and I've listened to and watched their podcast for since I was in high school. So to get that opportunity was insane for me. I was just like, this is crazy. I don't know why the fuck they would give me this opportunity, but I'm going to take it. So 
that is how this all started. But again, I, I, I had been here for two, two and a half, three years, and none of that came about. I just put my head down and I was working. So none of it's going to just, you know, for the people that are looking at me like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this amateur bodybuilder who's done one show who is all of a sudden with Mark Bell all the time and getting posted on all this shit? It's like, you know, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm not, I haven't done shit, but as far as leading up to this point, I have been here for three years working and working out and not asking for shit and just doing what I... I know how to do, and that alone paid off because they took a liking to it. And so that's how fast all this started was I was about to quit because I hit another little plateau and was depressed, and I was about to just be like, okay. I, I gave this whole bodybuilding social media thing a run, and it was cool for the time being, but then it just flopped again. So I got to figure out how to do something else. And then Wyatt hit me up. That started to be a thing, and then Mark took a liking to it, and now we have this. So that should just be some motivation, if anything. That's all I want it to be, to just keep doing what you're doing. Be confident in what you're doing. It's still going to be bumpy. It's never going to be smooth. We're still figuring out what the fuck we're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know that this was an opportunity that I'm not going to let go to waste. So we're going to keep pushing this and see where it goes. Because we've already seen a lot of growth. You know, we're not by any means influencers. We're, we don't have a crazy following. But we've planted seeds in different areas that I feel like most people wouldn't get to do. Which is doing things with Stan. Doing things with Joe Sullivan, Briani, Matt Wenning. Um, all these different coaches, like all of that is going to pay off in the long run. So we're just setting our base right now. So I know some people look at this and are like, what the fuck is this? This kid is on the spectrum or this kid is slow or whatever you want to think of me. But this is just my, my starting point. So yeah, this is the starting point. This is where we're at. And I just want this to be motivation, like I said, to keep going, be confident in the risk you decide to take, and don't get too comfortable. And also, don't give up. Just don't give up. I am, I am guilty of that. I gave up literally three time, two times and almost a third time, but I had somebody basically tell me, stop being fucking stupid. There's going to be opportunity. You just need to hang in there and keep doing what you're doing. And I did, and it paid off. So I didn't believe in any of that type of stuff until that happened. I was like, there's no way I can just keep working here and keep going to the gym and showing up, and something is just going to happen. Like, I didn't believe in that. I was like, if I don't have a following, if I don't, if I already haven't been doing things with the people here around me, then there's nothing that's going to come from this besides me just being a normal guy and working out. But it did. So, yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and everything that happened happened for a reason. And I've learned a lot. And looking back, I'm glad I decided to kind of go against what everybody was pushing, 
which was to keep playing baseball because now I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm confident doing what I'm doing and we're only gonna improve from here. So yeah, we're just, honestly, we're just trying to do something cool with this, um, build more of a, a family-like community. You know, I know everybody says that. I know there's a million podcasts out there, but I feel like I can relate or a lot of people can relate to me because I'm just normal. You know, I still, I, I don't have a crazy following. I reply to people who DM me. I never gonna big dick anybody. I feel like I'm humble, not to suck myself off, but I'm just trying to get like, we're, we're genuine dudes just trying to build something cool for you guys. Um, and yeah, that's really the goal. My goal is just to give people any type of hope, positivity, anything, because I still struggle to this day with everything. So I feel like if I can take the people that are on board now and they can see that process and see me fall wherever I end up falling, we're not trying to be these uh, macho, corny douchebags or I'm never going to try to do any over-the-top motivation. I'm just going to try to play the position that I'm in, which is just talk about my experience. I don't have any science background. I don't have... I don't claim to be the best uh, fucking anything, and I don't claim to know anything. So I just go off my experience and the people I'm around and the opportunities I get. I am just trying to relay and share to you guys so maybe you guys can use it and benefit from it and, you know, maybe start your own – maybe this gives you confidence to start your own podcast or – you know, be more open to posting more or something like that because that's what this did for me, which it just gave, gave me the little ounce of confidence to just take that step and maybe post more, maybe talk to people more, come out of my shell, be a little bit less insecure, be open, be honest. So, yeah, we're just trying to build a good little uh, community of genuine people and... Yeah, you know, I apologize if you guys uh, are going to roast me in the comments again about how I talk. I'm I'm working on it. You know, I'm not the best speaker. Um, I've never done this, so I'm just trying to get more comfortable on the camera. I know I'm all over the place. I know my word uh, selection or word choice might not be the best. It might not be the um, I might not sound like the most educated man, but that's not what I'm trying to be. I'm just trying to be myself. I just want to thank everybody that follows us, comments, watches the podcast, subscribes, all that good stuff. It really means a lot to us. You know, we're, we're, we're just trying to, again, build something genuine. And if you want to DM us, I'll always reply. Sometimes a little, I'm a little bit slow on my personal Instagram, but on Anabolic Activities, we'll always reply. We really want to focus on building a kind of a one-on-one -on -one connection with, every, I'm, I don't call it fans, more just the people that support. I want to build a solid connection. I'm never going to, you know, if Anabolic Activities gets a million followers one day, we're still going to be in the DMs, replying, chatting it up to you guys, and being as honest and open and as helpful as we can um, because, yeah, the ones that are following now will see us grow and will know 
where we came from, which means a lot because me and Wyatt didn't even think anybody would even care to watch this or listen to what I have to say. Um, and I'm still overcoming that and being more confident in, you know, maybe somebody will be interested in what I have to say. And that means a lot because I just, all I want to do is help people. I just want you guys to know that we love you. Anabolic Activities loves you. We appreciate everything, all the comments, like I said, every type of engagement that you guys give us. We absolutely love it. If you guys find value in this, if you enjoy it, um, we really appreciate if you leave a comment, leave a like, spread the word, you know, get tell other people about this, watch the podcast, literally anything, even if it's just telling somebody that this was a cool video or, you know, whatever it is, showing somebody on Instagram, like sharing it, whatever it is, we appreciate it all. And that is also the only way we're going to be able to move forward and grow um, is with you guys. So that's why I just want to let you know for the 50th time this uh, in the last five minutes that we love you guys. And we're not bullshitting, you know. We don't have a huge following. So the ones that do listen, we appreciate a lot. Um, and the ones that are new, we also appreciate. But, yeah, we're not just trying to kiss your guys' ass because we are pushing so hard for a following. Obviously, uh, with social media, that's the name of the game is you have to grow. You have to build a following to get recognition, to get more opportunities. So we are a little bit focused on that. Obviously we have to be, but for the most part, we just genuinely appreciate everybody who supports us. So maybe we'll make some t-shirts too down the road. Who knows? That's enough anabolic activities for today. I hope this made sense. I know this was a little bit all over the place. I know this was random. I know some of you might not care at all, but we needed to do this podcast so that people understand me a little bit more and don't just think I'm some random meathead who is on Mark's nuts. Um, I am on his nuts, but yeah. So again, drop a comment, leave a like, subscribe to the channel, follow us on anabolic activities. And, yeah, see you guys next week.